0: grumvick with decentralized.media here on another episode 38 of unrestricted warfare i'm here with ian ferguson a returning guest from white lotus of light we're going to get into the occult but we're going to get into the psyops of the modern day because he's all about exposing the black pills that are demoralizing psyops that really send people on wild goose chases not rabbit holes so it's very interesting but there's a lot of news to cover and we're we're gonna start off with what I think is a particular program for a false flag from Klaus Schwab and company, the, the cabal, the deep state, right, that wants to cut the cables in the Red Sea to, to create an internet blackout. But they're gonna blame it on what the, the Houthis. So they gotta already have their Lee Harvey Oswald guy out. They're gonna blame the Yemen
1: for what they're gonna do. Right, and Yemen, of course, is just a proxy for Iran, which is the real target. Exactly. So let's play video one.
0: Yemen's Houthis have threatened to cut the Red Sea underground fiber optic cable if the US and UK launch another attack on Yemeni airports. This is a huge threat, as this cable is the lifeblood of communication pathways connecting Europe, Africa and the Middle East. The severance of these cables poses a serious threat to geopolitical stability, global financial markets and cybersecurity. More than 99% of the world's international internet traffic and more than 80% of international telephone communication traffic passes through submarine fiber optic cables. Ian, is this uh, the Polygon crisis, cyber crisis that, that Klaus Schwab's talking about?
1: Boy, you know, it's it's hard to say. Like, they've definitely been doing the event 201 style wargaming around cyber polygon, and they've just said it so much. And it's one of, they're running out of levers, right? They're running out of levers to pull. And they're also losing control of the narrative. And a lot of people don't understand that, especially from a cult or esoteric perspective, narrative control is literally everything. It's the lifeblood of their power. And uh, the more that they lose control of the narrative, the more desperate they get, and the more they have to pull these extreme levers. And I mean sure i can see some upside from the point of view of iran or the houthis of doing it especially that cable is going to disrupt israel which is someone you know that they want to uh cause pain to because israel's attacking their proxies in syria you know israel's attacking their proxies in yemen so of course they'd want to harm israel but it just smells way too much to me like the um the nord stream uh they said russia Oh, Russia's going to blow up. It's, it's going to kill its own golden goose that laid the golden egg. And <laughs> even though that totally puts boxes, uh, the EU into a corner to where they're reliant on the U.S. and they can no longer, even if they want to, buy Russian natural gas. It was the Russians, despite that that's a billion dollar piece of infrastructure and all this kind of stuff. You know, and never mind that it goes against their whole bullshit. Global warming you know, nonsense they say all the time for them to do it. I mean, it's the biggest global warming disaster ever in history. If you believe in that CO2 stuff, uh, uh, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, CO2 is very important for, uh, oh, the reproduction of plant life in greenery around the world, which yeah. produces our oxygen, which we breathe. So why would we get rid of CO2 in the planet, which means we'd reduce our oxygen, which would kill all species? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me, but... Hey, let's go with the science anyways. I'm going to play the next video. because I, I got a phone call today from a good source that Poland, there might be a coup a coup in Poland in the last, in the next three days. And I, okay, you know, you, you take it for what it is. Uh, I checked check the news, nothing special going on in Poland today, but we do have this, Polish people, not farmers, blocking Ukraine wheat coming into Poland. So let's show this video. Yeah, that's all we need to show because, uh, I don't speak or translate or understand Polish, there's no point in the next two minutes of the video. But basically, it's showing the police were there to protect, allow the uh, Ukraine uh, wheat to come into Poland. So would it be a coup or would it be to break the will of the people? Would something else happen, a false flag of some kind, to come in to blame the people in Poland? That might be closer to truth because the new government in December, obviously, Stolen by the, the cabal, right, inserted their own globalist government, which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, pushed away eight years of conservative rule in Poland, which was very, like you said, like like Hungary, is suddenly a, a globalist puppet government to me. So I don't think they remove the Tusk, Donald Tusk government, but they might be doing something else. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely could see them doing some kind of false flag for sure. Poland at the level of the populace uh, is very much moving away from NATO. They don't they don't like the direction NATO's going, and Poland seems to be drifting in the direction of Hungary and Turkey. In that they are kind of going to be a thorn in the side of NATO, and they're going to constantly like threaten to veto things in order to get leverage. I mean, Erdogan has done a masterful job of that uh down in turkey and uh what idiocy to have put brought turkey into nato in the first place it just doesn't it's just doesn't it's not a fit other than the geopolitical importance of the bosphorus strait right so i see poland definitely drifting away uh at the level of the population so i could definitely see a false flag to suppress things i don't see it very likely that the luciferians For example, you know, that's the counter group they're sometimes called, and I think this is very inaccurate, white hats in the U.S., right? This other group that's moving in the shadows, that's pushing back against this sort of, as I call them, Malachian uh, old guard, like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and the Clintons and the Bushes and George Soros and all those folks. Uh, That group, which are very technically savvy, just very sophisticated group, they tend to, one of their hallmarks is they try and do things legally in order primarily to establish a narrative. They also do believe in just sort of rule of law and then they want to control the creation of those laws. I mean they're a very ruthless group, but they're very sophisticated and they're savvy. And I see them as wanting to turn the population against the powers that be in order to justify them coming in as white hats, white knights, writing from offstage to rescue people and then that helps from a narrative perspective solidify their rule. I don't see them doing an overt coup, so that doesn't make sense to me. Correct. Um, That doesn't mean that a rogue element who's a hard right element in the Polish military might get a wild hair and do that of their own accord. That I could see, you know, I mean, that kind of thing seems inevitable to me as the the, um, election stuff continues to roll out in the West and get increasingly obvious. And the threat to various Western nations from this weaponized immigration that Soros and the NGOs do and all the different things they're doing to degrade the West, as that threat becomes increasingly more obvious, people who are nationalist patriots are at some point going to take action and very possibly violent action because, as Kennedy famously said, when you don't allow people any chance for peaceful reforms or revolution, you make violent revolution inevitable. So I could see it as a one off thing coming from the hard right in Poland, you know, which I yep. might even like tip of the hat to them at this point with what the globalists have done, but I see it's much more likely that they would do some kind of false flag to repress the Polish people and bring in even greater censorship and controls, you know, which will actually backfire because that's exactly- and allow,
0: allow NATO to build up its uh, forces on the Belarus uh ukrainian borders i guess to, to get yeah. ready to war with russia because that's coming right
1: man you know i don't know the amount of restraint that uh that putin has shown is absolutely extraordinary um it's almost like he knows something that we don't know that he just mm-hmm. has to run out the clock almost like he knows trump is coming back in in the fall Yeah, he's or- sitting there watch his watch and uh yeah i'm, I'm with you something- on that Trump is in operational control and to not bite on any of these escalations because the fact that Iran and Russia and China have shown the level of restraint they have given just the naked aggression of NATO and the anglo-american intelligence agencies uh it, it, it almost it beggars belief like why would they continue to put up with it I mean there is the extreme threat of the. US military of course but it's just it's amazing the amount of restraint they have and it makes me wonder if they don't know something that that is not commonly known such as that trump is coming back in or possibly even you know the whole q thing that he's in some kind of operational control currently i'm open to both those possibilities i just don't see him as some kind of god-fearing christian who's going to help good christians you know i'm much more cynical than that but you know still that faction to me marks a market improvement from these pedophiles <laughs> Satanists well, right?
0: in, in general, as you and I are are aligned in the sense that Malachians are the black hats. the gray hats are kind of mm-hmm. the Luciferians. and you can explain yeah. Luciferians are not pure
1: evil they're, right but they're 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 what narcissists and what 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 else are they? Yeah, so I mean you know one of the things I say is that like the core the core trait of these malachians is self-hatred. And then they uh, externalize that out on others. There was actually an amazing interview between Russell Brand, who I'm not a huge fan of, and Tucker Carlson, who I like quite a lot. Um, But it was a great interview. And uh, it it was Russell Brand just said, I think these people hate themselves. And uh, also Alex Jones was on um, Jimmy Dore. So there's all this cross-pollination between the left and the right going on that's just incredible to witness and gives me such hope. And Alex Jones said a very similar thing. And and interestingly enough, Russell Brand said, I'm starting to come around on there's a spiritual element to all this that's going on, even though I didn't believe that for the longest time. And he gave props to David Icke and Alex Jones, which I just never thought I'd see the day when some of right, the stuff right. that's it's happening it's, now is happening. Crossing Aruba, yeah. crossing the
0: Rubicon. All right. Uh, we're going to go to a to uh, my PowerPoint real quick on this. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into, we're even going to talk about Taylor Swift today. It's going mm-hmm. to be an awesome show. Why? Because she is a psyop, no matter what the DOD claims she's not. She's a total right. psyop. Totally. So Black Pill Psyops, this is really what the show's about. This is episode number 38 with Ian Ferguson. I really enjoyed talking to him. Super knowledgeable in the world of the occult. And all of the inverted insanity, of what's going on in this world today? You can find me, James Grumvig, on Unrestricted Warfare or Every Other Day with Beyond the Bible. And yes, rumble.com, Red Pill Project. That's where I'm located for now. Eventually, decentralized media. Now, I want to cover this. This is my field of expertise, right? Having a vaccine autistic kid. Mm. CDC, and, and I was the first one to report that the, that, uh, the Princess Cruise Lines that that had parked that had parked in uh yokohama harbor in march or april of tw- in march of 2020 end up with with one covid uh case they they quarantined everybody into the cabins and that was 785 and i said well how did that happen and so i asked the question was 5g a trigger for the coronavirus spread mm-hmm. right it was a question they got 50,000 Views on Epoch Times in 36 hours, and then the Times, Epoch Times, who you used to write for, pulled it. And I'm like, I called oh. up the late Stephen Gregory, who was a publisher. Said, Steve, what, what the hell happened? I mean, you get all these views, and you got all the stuff. He goes, We got a lot of pressure. They pulled it because they're advertising. I respect Stephen, I understood, not a problem. But what oh. was interesting, Princess Cruise Line was the only cruise line in the world four years ago. That yeah. was using a thing called Medallion Net out of out of the United Kingdom, right? Which is basically floating Wi-Fi hotspot using the combination of Neo near Earth orbit satellites and geo geosynchronous satellites to to bring us so any ocean anywhere in the world. You can literally get Wi-Fi connection, which is really important for people in the digital age. So here we have the CDC has a set 135 people were sick and with the undisclosed illness. Because the CDC right away wants to read what the public sentiment is. They're going to come up with something. I, I, you know, might even invent something, might say it's the beginning of Disease X. They're going to use this to their advantage. But mm-hmm. it's, this is with the Cunard cruise lines. Why is this important? Here we go again. So the Cunard rolling out SpaceX Starlink Wi Fi across its fleet. And this is from September of last year, 2023 year. So four years. After Princess Cruise Line became the first in the world to have floating Wi-Fi, Cunard has come up. Now I'm going to go watch other Cunard uh, ships, cruise ships, to see if anything, any of these other illnesses spread, because I'm starting to see a trend. Ian, do you have anything to say about this?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no question in my mind that uh, EMFs impact health. And I think it's just kind of ridiculous to assume otherwise. We have... Tons of scientific data That were electromagnetic beings uh, Things like the electrical signature Of the heart is way bigger than the one In the brain yep. Things like where you have ghost limbs Of um like a soldier has his arm blown off by an IED in Iraq, he comes home and he says he has phantom limb pain. And then if you do an MRI scan of that man, you still see the outline of his arm, which has been severed. This happens with plants too. You can cut off a plant and do an MRI scan and they'll still be the outline of the leaf after you've cut it. So we know we're electromagnetic beings and it's just... Madness to me to say that electromagnetic radiation does no harm. We know certain kinds of it, microwaves and gamma radiation, x-rays, are absolutely deadly. There's really no question about it. And so then it just comes of where is the line of it causing harm? So what I think, uh, you know, is that people are having illnesses that are related to this EMF, and then they can label it as whatever disease they want, and or it just lowers people's immunity, Correct, and then they you know whatever disease is already kind of moving around spreads like wildfire through the group because their immunity is compromised by being under intense emf bombardment that's my take on it
0: yep and and that's why when i saw the CDC report i said okay when did the canard get the wi-fi and i basically proved my point on on my suspicion so Mm -hmm. going along with the european farmers and we'll talk about them in a second we have now in germany you got nationwide strikes right you got empty terminals empty planes they, they are paralyzed. so the people are fighting back. Not just in Poland, they're fighting back in Germany, they're fighting back in basically all of the of the Western Europe cities. Yeah, and and while this is happening, you have Macron's having a feast with the Swedish royal fa- family, as French farmers, a uh, camp out on a motorway. But it it what happened was, you know, they have the uh, the horse dung or cow dung machines, and they were spraying all over the, the yeah. different. Parliament buildings in, in capitals throughout Europe. But I love a, it. a fire the other night in the European Parliament building was, I guess, the, the straw that got the European Parliament attention. Because maybe one day their houses will be burnt down, right? Maybe their offices will be burned down, right? Yeah. This, that was a major message like you've crossed the line. And now we're seeing EU to delay, delay, not get rid of, delay new green rule and bid to appease protesting farmers. Right. Right. The, the, the many stores I've seen videos of are, are empty in France and Germany mm-hmm. and Belgium and right. And and supposedly United Kingdom, Wales, and Ireland are supposed to join the farmers. And I already know that Bulgarian farmers and Romanian farmers have joined as well in Eastern Europe. So this yeah. is a trend to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Right. And the EU has pro- has not promised anything other than to delay delay the, the new rules. Right. They're yeah. going to try to find a way to maybe you know, implement them over you know a series of, of a year or something. You know, every quarter or whatever. But mm-hmm. believe me, they're not. They're not. These rules are not going away. They're just to roll them out a little differently. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is again. This is. Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that the vague outline with some very significant revisions of this. You know, this Q idea that there is uh, some kind of global effort to push back on you know, the WEF globalist that I call the Malachians, right? And for people yep. interested in the Malachians versus the Luciferians, they should probably watch the first time you had me on because I put the chart up and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I actually don't, I think all that stuff will be rolled back once you know, the new regime kind of comes in in 2025 of this new level of consciousness, this Luciferian consciousness. I agree with you, though. These Malachian people, they won't be satisfied until they wipe everyone out. And anyone who's left is in a brain chip, in a pod, eating, you know, drinking beer that's made from toilet water like Bill Gates and eating insects at best, right? They won't be satisfied until there's maximum humiliation, maximum degradation of the human spirit. It's part of how you know this is a spiritual war, by the way. Uh, but this, I, I don't, I'm not actually worried about this. I see this as a hopeful thing, meaning I'm not worried about the laws because I don't think they're going to stick. I think they'll get rolled back. And I'm super excited to see this mass revolt of people coming together across cultures around this thing that really ties us all together as humans. We have to have food. It's a pretty easy one. I really thought when they started talking about eating the bugs that they, had just really made a gigantic PR blunder because if there's one thing that gets people up in arms, just ask any vegan, <laughs> it's diet and food. right? Well, vegan it's- or meat eater, it doesn't matter either. Or it's just. I think- know, but I just, you know, the classic thing is the vegan who's like, I'm vegan and you should be too. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. But yeah, everybody gets crazy about food. And so, you know, it starts with the farmers, but as regular people start to realize, hey, I don't want to eat bugs and hey, I want food. They're going to cleave to the farmers. Plus, farmers are very hard to smear because kind of everybody loves farmers deep down in the heart because it's the basis of civilization, right? So I don't see this. I, I I see this as a very hopeful thing, and I know they're trying to use the same tactic they did with the um, Dapple pro, uh, pipeline protest. Now, mind yep. you, I have very uh, I am have very mixed views about all the. Um, so-called fossil fuels, just because some of them are a bit bad, like that pipeline. So it's complicated. And the water up there, I get it. The point is, a bunch of veterans descended on the No Dapple pipeline, right, uh, protests. And then Obama said, oh, well, I'm going to do this toothless rollback. And then the veterans left. And then they sent in hardcore police to like beat up all the Native Americans, hidden hippies that were left there once the very dangerous veterans were gone. So I see a similar tactic here. I'm with you on that. All right, so this is Achilles' heel for the
0: globalists, the cabal, right? Yeah, it is, it is that the BRICS nation and Saudi Arabia officially joined on the first of February, which was yesterday, and nice. Saudi Arabia officially joins BRICS, and so it's bye-bye petrodollars. I'm fully aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to a gold standard, so I I, I think the financial uh, jujitsu of the West, right, the battle on fiat money system, is, is days are numbered and what's, what, what's your view? Same thing?
1: Well, I agree, and um, it's very interesting. I find that to be one of the single most interesting figures in the world right now, Mohammed bin Salman. Um, yep. I, I don't know how familiar you are, and and it, it's a big rabbit hole and a show of its own, but what many people may not realize is the Vegas shooting event that was the worst shooting event in history and just disappeared was actually uh, Alwed, Al, Prince Alwed, whatever the hell, the horrible pedophile, evil Saudi yep. prince trying to do a hit on Ben Salman, right? And it failed. And it failed. And he was almost certainly uh, given the heads up by Trump. It's part of this Luciferian alliance, in my opinion. And this guy is one of the most Luciferian players on earth. He's very intelligent. He's very manipulative. And he's doing vast reforms. He's moving things forward in terms of technology and material well-being for Saudi and somehow able to do it despite all this old school pressure from the kind of more Malachian part of the Saudi royal family. And what's super interesting and shows how this Luciferian Malachian thing, never mistake that the Luciferians are on your side. Even if they're getting rid of a far worse, far greater evil, they're not good themselves. This man right here is my number one suspect on earth for the Antichrist. He's very young, he's a Donmeh Jew through the House of Saud. They're all Sabatian Frankists who converted yeah. to Islam uh, centuries ago uh, and then were put in power by uh, the British after they took over Saudi Arabia from the Ottoman Empire during World War One. So he's a Jew. He's young. He's super powerful. He exploded on the scene. He always looks like he knows what's going on and has a smirk. And here's the key, and then uh, I'll, I'll let you respond. Uh, Nostradamus referred to the Antichrist as Mabus, M-A-B-U-S. And if you drop the vowels, you're left with M-B-S. Mohammed no bin
0: Salman. way.
1: Yeah. Uh He's my number one guest just because, like, you know, you this look is, at Elon Musk and Trump and me. Ab- Obama was my, for a long time, I was like, Obama's clearly it because he was so... Uh, well, Obama. everyone thought that, him. but he he doesn't have...
0: The power anymore, meaning he doesn't. he, he you know a young Obama before, before he, was, he was exposed as a pedophile and gay president. Also, now now he's so his street cred's destroyed. Obama yes. has no, no chance to be antichrist. On top of that, the antichrist, biblically speaking, is supposed to be Syrian in origin. Mm. Well, I don't know MBS's full background. You said he's Jewish. He's obviously Saudi Arabian. So I'd have to go back and look at it. But well, he's not, not born. He's not born in Israel itself, so yeah,
1: that, that that lends credence. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know it's it's hard to say. I'm just saying, like my guess would be that we haven't seen this person yet. But he's very young. He's very young, and that's one of the things that matters. Is because um, in various different esoteric and occult circles, the Antichrist is sometimes called the. Uh, basically an avatar of the lower aspect of the planet Saturn, right? Um, yep. There's temporary avatars, and then there's like, for their entire life, they're an avatar of whatever planetary energy. So there's also temporary ones, like temporarily uh, in in Russia, Stalin was the lower aspect of Saturn, and Hitler was a lower aspect of Mars. And Interesting. The, the Im- unstoppable force meant the immovable object in Stalingrad, and then there was just endless death and a boundary was laid down by Saturn that stopped the march of Mars. And so if you consider uh, certain astrological things that have happened, basically the Antichrist is already alive and is almost certainly a young man somewhere on the Arabic Peninsula and somewhere between his mid-teens to 30 in age. He's somewhere in that window just because of certain astrological indications And there just isn't anyone like maybe a Palestinian. I could see a Palestinian suddenly appearing who's ultra charismatic and suddenly gets all the media attention and so forth. And is just super boosted by the media. I could see something like that happening. But right now, like M.B. Mohammed bin Salman is my number one suspect. He also just feels like he's playing everyone. He feels like when you look at him, he's always smirking. He's always well,
0: it sort of reminds me a little bit personality wise. You just mentioned playing everyone. I see the Putin that we're watching today do the same thing, and Trump yes. sure right. So he's got that he's he's got that smirkiness and snarkiness, which which is really interesting. And he is young, and he is charismatic, and he is wealthy, and he is in a royal family. He's, he's a lot of things, and it's
1: worth looking at. And I love the Nostradamus angle. So thing on that i just want to say real quick is that he has reached out to the iranians for the first time since basically the prophet muhammad died yeah have diplomatic detente with the iranians that has happened under this man that it's hard to overstate what a freaking epic historical thing and a lot of people just didn't catch it they've reopened diplomatic ties for the first time ever i'm gonna have to check
0: that out and you're right going back to yemen uh Really, really, the, the war is is really for Iran between the West yeah. and not Yemen itself, but you know, it's yeah. proxy. All right, let's talk about your website and what can people find on your website, light.com.
1: Yeah, and you can also find, if you're interested, especially about the Luciferian Malachian angle, which is probably the part of uh, my frame that I offer that people are most intrigued in, along with some of the historical uh, things about the Venetian Black nobility, who, in my estimation, are. Uh, Both that old guard I talk about, right, uh, who have been running things for a long time, and also the upstart uh, group that acted as kind of like the CEO or consigliore to that long standing Malachian power, this Luciferian group, like the Florentines and the Venetians during the Renaissance is another way of looking at that those kind of like streams of consciousness that's on White Lotus of Light uh, on YouTube. So you can check out all my videos there. But yeah, I do, um, although I am uh, closing it very soon, except for VIP clients, I do uh, Vedic astrology charts for people. I do uh, spiritual guidance. And uh, right now I'm teaching a couple of of angelic magic classes. I actually teach people how to commune directly with the angels and the way that you can transform your internal character to attract to you better circumstances of, of all kinds and just make yourself a more harmonious, peaceful, compassionate loving human being and bringing those qualities here onto the earth during this pivotal time that i think everyone knows this is a pivotal time even if we don't fully understand the gravity of it here well, at the let's, end of let's the
0: talk about year. the pivotal stars in pivotal time so th- this year yeah. aquarius pluto's in aquarius and supposedly it's the
1: first time since 1776 thereabouts you want to touch on that yeah, absolutely. So actually, so planets move forward, and are generally what's called prograde, they seem to move forward across the sky. But periodically, uh, a planet will appear to move retrograde uh, from our point of view, because of like differences in our revolution around the sun versus the planets that are much, much further out and have a bigger orbit. Um, and so Pluto actually first, it was about this time last year, it first touched The exact degree that it was in during the American Revolution for the first time since the American Revolution, because Pluto takes 20 to 16 years ish to go through each of the signs. And so it ends up being about 248 years, 247 years for it to make a complete revolution. It varies a little bit. Uh, And so it actually touched the exact degree of when we uh, did the Declaration of Independence this time last year. And I see a rising spirit in our country. We've been really beaten down. We've been really, you know, we've been attacked chemically. Our testosterone has been attacked for us men. Manliness has been attacked. Femininity has been attacked. Women, what is a woman? You know, like every aspect of us, we've been attacked with electromagnetic frequencies. We've been attacked with the vaccines. We've been attacked with... Uh, GMOs, poison the food, on and on. Chloride, chemtrails. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. And we've been really beaten down. But there is a resilience in this country. There is a stirring spirit within this country. And it comes down to one thing, liberty. Liberty. It's in our DNA in this country. And people are stirring. People are waking up. And I see that one way or the other, there's going to be a revolution in this country. And I don't mean necessarily a violent one. I mean, there's going to be a complete turning of the page into a completely new phase of the United States. And I believe it will take the form of some kind of modernization and renaissance of those original founding principles because there's certain astrological indicators that are exactly the same. And so interestingly, Pluto will move. It's in Aquarius now, but it's going to retrograde back into capricorn briefly which those are old power structures and capricorn is really kind of and no offense to any capricorns out there but the lower aspect of capricorn is very much the malachian energy whereas aquarius being very revolutionary very scientific very forward thinking that's much more the higher aspect of saturn which is much more kind of luciferian in quality so right now it's in aquarius but it's Aquarius. keep going (laughs) yeah when it, and Aquarius is great, Michael Jordan was Aquarius too. It's um people who like break things open and move into a new direction. They're they're iconoclasts, right? They push back and they 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 love truth and they love the advancement of knowledge. And so, um, yeah, we're gonna have it. It's gonna retrograde during the summer and go back into Aquarius, and it's gonna retrograde one last time right before the election. Interestingly enough. And about 10 days, I forget the exact date, about 10 days after the election, it'll move into Aquarius and never look back. What just happened, which was interesting, was that the sun and, a, and Aquarius or Sun and Pluto were conjunct in the 29th uh, degree of Capricorn. And then they both moved together. This just happened about a week ago. Right. They both moved together into Aquarius. And so this to me is like, there's going to be a power struggle. Of course, these people are not going to let go of power easily. By any stretch of the imagination. And if you have any idea about that, then you need to get that out of your head and batten the hatches, but batten down the hatches. But um, we, we've we turned a page. I don't think there's any going back to the Malachian system. It's just a matter of how does it play out from here? Like they've lost control of the narrative. Yeah, there's there's still people, most of my family, sadly, they're like died in the wool Democrats and just supporting all the nonsense. They don't listen at all. You know, they think I'm crazy. They think I'm racist now somehow. And I'm just like, I've had a black wife, you guys, you guys don't have a single black friend. I have tons of black friends. I have tons of Mexican <laughs> friends. I have Asian, gay <laughs> Asian friends in Canada. I have it all. And all these people have lily white friends. That's the funny thing is the leftists are the actual closet racists. There's no question I I got a black co-host of my show Beyond the Bible
0: I got black friends in New York I got plenty of Asian friends in New York My son's half Filipino
1: Please Leave me alone And we don't We don't obsess on it Definitely don't obsess on it That's the the, Like they're obsessed with it Anyways But so like my family's Still, a lot of them doesn't listen and what i believe is i think this is, is the last year for the last few stragglers that are going to wake up which some of them never will they'll go to their grave being wrong and perhaps You're, it will be five
0: percent and never wake up that's not our problem right we're, we're here for the rest of humanity
1: yeah i mean yeah. i i think it's more than five percent sadly go no, ahead, whatever
0: it, it's good all right so five percent's homeless and out of it and drugged up and never the other five percent not so that's ten percent right and they we got to get rid of 1% of lead. so that's 11 percent you know off 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 the uh, off the playing field in the future i mean that's really where we're going yeah right let's talk about Cass sustine's policy of invading conspiracy theory yes. circles i love this yes you, you sent me back some notes on a distraction and division tool mm-hmm. right it's cointel pro for the 21st century information warfare battle space Talk to us about the biggest conspiracy theory circles that they've, they've—they've really, you know, got people distracted in all the wrong directions, right? These yeah. are not
1: rabbit holes, but they're—they're they're, they're wild goose chases. Go ahead. Absolutely. So, you know, I started getting into—I um, have a very strong what's called eighth house, so I'm interested in the mystical, esoteric, occult, astrology, right? But also conspiracy theories, intelligence agencies, subterfuge, anything that's hidden psychology kind of falls under. Anything that's hidden, where you have to look beneath the surface appearances, yeah. I've had a very strong eighth house in both my natal chart and my post forty years of age Navamsa chart, and so I've always been attracted to. I was reading about Tesla. I knew about Tesla in the eighties when most people had no idea who Tesla was. I knew about all kinds of weird stuff in the eighties. I figured out JFK was clearly an inside job, even though my dad swore up and down it wasn't. It just didn't feel right to me. So right. I, I, I was interested in this kind of stuff to some degree, mostly for a laugh. Uh, In the 90s, and I read all these different conspiracy theories and all of them have come true. And one of the things I know is that you cannot keep a secret. You can kill all the material witnesses and the guys who planted the explosives and the World Trade Center or whatever to make sure dead men don't talk. It always gets out. It always gets out. Whether it's the creature from Jekyll Island, right? And like it got out about the creation of the Fed, it got out about JFK, same day people figured out, got out about 9 11. Everything gets out. You know, the Russians got the nukes. Like, is there any more clarity possible than that the Russians were given, got the nukes, right? They were given it whatever, right? You can't actually keep secrets. And therefore, anything about a conspiracy theory prior to 2001, right? Any conspiracy theory that existed, like meaning that was accurate information, that there was a conspiracy that had indeed occurred, it was already out there somewhere. Someone was talking about it. And it usually wasn't super fringe in conspiracy circles. And I will tell you, there were certain conspiracy theories I never saw until in 2009 when Obama got on, Cass Sustein was this guy who was um, somewhere in his cabinet. Department of Homeland Security or something. And he says, it's so hard. We've tried so many things to go after these darn pesky conspiracy theorists talking about 9-11 was an inside job. And no matter what what we say or do, they reject authority and we can't manipulate them. So I propose essentially doing, he didn't use the words, but I will, COINTELPRO 2.0. The same way they invaded black liberation groups like the Black Panthers and the American Indian movement and the anti-war movement in Vietnam in the 60s and 70s, right, they were going to use those same tactics of infiltration and subversion from within on conspiracy theory circles. About two years later, the, the Rockefeller lockstep document comes out saying, You know, uh, I forget what it is, but securing the future, blah, blah, blah. But they talk about the lockstep scenario, which, of course, was the was the um, outline of the pandemic. Right. Tabletop exercise. Keep going. Correct. And so they, they wrote that right around that same time, there started to appear two conspiracy theories that I'd never seen back in the 90s. And that is Flat Earth, which all these rappers and pop culture people who are kind of on the fringes suddenly start talking about flat earth, right? Then there was um, uh, viruses do no harm. Nobody was saying this, and there's no fucking way that they keep that under wraps for 80 years. Pardon me for the F-bomb, but I feel- no, fanatic- Don't worry about it. We're, we're, we don't have a license. We're on on the internet. Keep going. Right on. So uh, there's no chance to me that that was able to be kept under wraps for 80 years. Yes. Rockefeller completely annihilated and subverted and ruined the medical establishment and put in all this awful stuff, oleopathy, they they ran out the naturopaths, they ran out the midwives, which killed untold millions of American babies over the decades. Yes, they did all that stuff. But it's just one of those things like Flat Earth to where there's far too many people who are regular people who are involved in virology, or they have access to a high-powered telescope or whatever, who would be able to see that these things aren't true. Right, I had a friend who worked in a virology lab and it worked exactly like they suspected. He talked to me about all the lengths they went to to make sure that the, no, none of the samples were tainted by bacteria or yeah. other chemicals. They would test the samples and it behaved exactly as expected. And so isn't it convenient that right when they roll out a bioweapons attack on the citizenry, that they then get the people who are questioning the system Right, I often call viruses do no harm, and I trust me, you'll get hateful comments down below because I always do when I say these two things. It's okay um, when uh, when they roll out this attack on the citizenry. If you get a certain percentage of the people who are questioning it, questioning the system, to say this, it does two things: it discredits people who are saying things like "don't get the vaccine." Oh, I bet you don't believe viruses are real. I remember I would say around 2011, I would say. Yeah, 9-11 was clearly an inside job, blah, blah. And person would go, I bet you believe in Flat Earth as well. And before I could respond to that person, a second account probably run by that same person would go, of course, because Flat Earth is real and 9-11 was an inside job. And then you wet them together and you tar them with the brush of Flat Earth. And Correct. so anyone who's teetering on awakening goes back to the blue pill, right? And it also creates division and fighting within the truth movement, right at a time when we really need unification. And they've since rolled out a couple of other ones that, to me, are highly sus- suspect. And there's more, right? They're, they're rolling them out. I mean, there's people who believe birds aren't real. I met a guy who really believed, and I had a lengthy conversation with him, he believed the Roman Empire wasn't real. Right? Get out of here. I'm dead serious. So why Roman Empire isn't real, what does that matter? Well. One of the things that's come out, and again, they have grains of truth in all these things, right? Like terrain does matter, right? Like if you don't have a healthy body, you're going to be more susceptible to viruses. So the terrain, of course, matters. It's sometimes called terrain theory this viruses do no harm, right? Yeah. And There's been manipulation around the medical system, right, which they point to, and there's like a lot of false studies and so forth out there, and they point to all those true nuggets in order to lure you into the overarching false theory. So another example is Tartaria and this global mud flood. I happen to live with my great grandfather, who was born in 1886. So the common date that I see on the Tartaria websites for this global mud flood, which destroyed a prior civilization, was approximately 1840. That means there would have been people my age who would have remembered, no chance they forget, that a global mud flood happened that would have said it to my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather talked about the Spanish flu. He talked about fighting Pancho because he was a Texas Ranger. He talked about finding Carlsbad Caverns because he led the person to Splunkers who went down into it. Right. He talked to me at all kinds of different memories, especially That's... about the Spanish flu. He never mentioned anything about it because it never happened. Let, and let, they let, always let, let me interject
0: to your point because you're I'm gonna back up your point. We have the, the eighteen forty-nine gold rush that would be nine years or a decade after the so-called mud flood. How come they didn't have to dig through through tons of mud to, to get to get to the gold in the riverbeds in California? Right? Right. Absolutely. That that's one example. So there's no there's no way that happened. It might have happened in certain places. Mm-hmm. And Tartaria probably did
1: exist, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But a global mud flood? No, I'm not believing it. Right. So they put elements of things that are true. There definitely was a group that they called Tartaria. It seems to me that there's actually remnants of the Mongol civilization was Tartaria. And that, that's what they were referring to. And
0: was it the Chinese Great Wall or was it the Tartaria Great Wall? Who knows?
1: Whatever. It doesn't matter. But, but go on. So I noticed that these Tartaria people and there's someone who has had a I'm not going to say their name and smart people will be able to put two and two together. But there's someone who's had a meteoric rise in the truth movement. And make no mistake. There are paid disinfo agents. They already have the the mainstream media. They've had them since the 60s with Mockingbird. They already have this, the tier two uh, centralized media sources, msn.com and Huffington Poe and Vice and right and even like right-wing ones, Fox and all these different things, right? They have they have that all under control. Where they don't have control is in what you and I do as independent media people. And so they're placing people in there and then they're using techniques to manipulate people. You're, are- you're,
0: you're, 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 case in point, there, there are now uh, reverse sides being sent into the truth movement Yes, to to destroy the patriot movement, to divide right. it, right? To yes. to to sequester voices like mine and yours, right? So mm-hmm. we don't get the truth out, right? To censor us, right? We mm-hmm. we had what the World Economic Forum saying, oh, uh, misinformation, disinformation is a gr- is the greatest threat to global order in the next two years. I'm like, really? I mean, that that's coming from the architects of misinformation, disinformation, and they're they're now trying to you know tag us with that.
1: No way, right? Right. And so just, I want to make this one point because it's so huge. If you look at these Tartaria things, here's one of the things I noticed. They would always quote old texts Yep. from like the 1800s and before. How many texts, copies of that text exist physically? Very, very few. And they're very prohibitively expensive. Oh, but we're in luck, Ian. Google scanned all these books with very poor, shitty, what looks like photocopies that like a fifth grade teacher did, right? Which would be very easy to cut out a piece of text and drop in what you want. And there would be no way to verify that that was in a book from the 1800s unless you got a copy of that book, which if I was the CIA creating a disinformation campaign, I would buy up the vast majority of copies of that book, making sure it's prohibitively expensive because who's gonna drop 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks or more just to check one citation or reference most people won't they'll look it up on google if they even go that far if they even question what the person is saying at all they'll look it up on the google scan and that'll be enough there's a very very exploding in popularity truther who pushes variations on all these false psyops and they claim oh they have all these books from the 1800s which they don't really explain where they got them. And don't worry, they're going to scan in some of these books and they're doing a complete wholesale rewrite of history, which is, that gets the CIA's dick so hard, the idea of completely rewriting history in their image, making it say whatever the hell they want. Yeah, uh, yeah, that they're, they're rewriting William, history, they're going to try anyways. Yeah, William Casey on his the first cabinet meeting of the Reagan administration said, we'll know our disinformation campaign is complete at the CIA when everything the American public believes is false. You can't do that by just controlling the mainstream media. No, you have to infiltrate and subvert the truth movement, the patriot movement, whatever you want to call it. And one of the things they really want is to keep disaffected, increasing disaffected leftists. I was I was a leftist when I was younger, foolish, whatever. They switched teams from the Bush administration, jingoist, uh, you know, national security thing, because that was useful in the early 2000s. They flopped over to Obama and the liberals because they want wholesale change. I saw it. I wasn't affected by it. I was able to go, I don't, this Obama guy's bad news. He gave uh, retroactive immunity to the telecoms. That's a tell. I'm not going to vote for this guy. You know, like I figured it out, but the vast majority of leftists, they just can't see through it. And they're so exultant at finally having power. And they have no principles that they're just getting steamrolled by the propaganda and so when leftists are disaffected we need to bring them in be kind and compassionate to them and bolster our ranks because you wanted to talk about blackpilling remember this is fifth generation warfare world war three isn't going to look like you know uh the battle of the bulge no it's not going to look like okinawa it's going to look like cyber attacks it's going to look like power outages it's going to look like first and foremost and above and beyond anything else sure there'll be drone strikes and assassinations but it's going to look like fifth generational warfare for the mental space of all the citizenry right that's why propaganda is like in super overdrive and one of their prongs is to disrupt people who are trying to figure out and discern what's going on and guide people to de amplify you and I and amplify these false voices, right? Correct. So, meteoric rises should be reason you should give that person another grain. Of- you, you, you know, I'm, I'm with you. So, I, I've been as a father of a vaccine injured
0: autistic kid, I've been in the I know about Fauci, friends of Dr. Judy Mikovits, and Dr. Sherry Kemba and others for a decade before COVID. Yeah. And we kind of knew the pandemic, the pandemic was coming in 2020. I mean, we really did. We got receipts mm-hmm. for it. But what's yeah. interesting is when it came, We suddenly got everyone parachuting in to save the day. And I'm like, all right, Dr. Kermodei, she's real. Dr. Lee Merritt, she's real. Hold it. Who is this David E. Martin? Uh, Is he MKUltra? I don't know, right? And you, I'm not saying he is, but it becomes a question mark. Who's General Flynn? Oh, he only lasts 23 days in Trump administration. Oh, he was Obama's DNI. He was a lifelong Democrat. Is he MKUltra? Again, I'm asking the question. I do not have an answer. I'm not accusing anyone or claiming anything, but it brings questions, right? These people suddenly rip off on the Superman. Naomi Wolf goes from a, a, a super flaming Democrat to suddenly a conservative for the, for the caring for the people. Really? Am I supposed to believe this? I don't believe it, but uh, whatever. You know, you can follow whoever you want, but I wouldn't be following people like that, right? Mm. And, and So there's a lot of controlled uh, opposition. There's a lot of subversion going on. Let's we got about six minutes left. We'll we'll come back to five G another time. I'll bring it back on in let's say March. But I want to talk about Taylor Swift, Swift because sure. Super Bowl is is literally yeah. ten days away, right? Yeah. And you know, there's all these videos out there. Taylor Swift doing videos where she looks like she's doing a ritual, and she calls herself a witch in one of her new songs. Yeah. And you know, is she cloned? Is she MK Ultra? You know, is she just a pure sci by the intelligence agencies? What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, you know, they they uh, for forever, people who like have meteoric rises in fame and are pushed by the mass media should be looked at very, very suspect, you know, and I see uh, Taylor Swift as a psyop basically to try and uh, bring Republicans and and right leaning people in by creating this supposed down home country girl who claims she's from Nashville. But I guess apparently both of her parents are investment bankers and she was born someplace in the Northeast. I've read that sounds like that. That sounds like Karl Marx, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, you know, and now they bring in uh, her boyfriend, Kelsey, uh, or Kels, uh, 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 Kelsey, uh, Right, who's in the Super Bowl, by the way, right? Travis right. Kelsey, who's got the right. Pfizer,
0: getting paid $20 million for Pfizer, right? Because, yeah, you know, the the vaccine uptake is, is cratered in schools, not just COVID bioweapon shots or clot shots, but now vaccines across the board are being questioned yeah. by all parents. And that across? is freaking out the CDC and and big pharma, and they can't get ahead of it. They can no longer gaslight their way of getting people to vaccinate, right? They can no longer propagandize, so they have to use different tactics, and maybe it's the love story we're talking about. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, one one of the things that I've really noticed in the past 20 years is the target of propaganda and disinformation has moved from men to women because one of the main things they're trying to do is this anti-natalist psyops uh, that Paul Joseph Watson talks about a lot. And I applaud him for saying that. Basically, this idea of single income, no kids, double income, no kids, sinks and dinks. And, you know, women just party and have as much sex as you can. And you you go, girl, you're a boss, babe, and blah, blah. And then, oh, I'm 43 and I've been with 300 men and all the high quality men that I'm now, you know, that I should have been going for in the first place. They don't seem interested in me. The guys who have a good job and are decent, and whatever, they seem to be concerned about my high body count. And Taylor Swift has really pushed all that stuff. And I'm not saying that we should judge people necessarily about promiscuity, but there is a certain, like, biological- well, You, you got
0: to be concerned about STDs, right? Yeah. In the yeah. Petri dish. I mean, even, even back in college, you had to be concerned about that stuff, right? You, you literally right. sleep with everybody or you make out with them and not sleep with everybody. You know, it's whatever. It's a choice of individuals-
1: but it, it's, it's I'm with
0: you on that. Keep going.
1: So if you if you were to like if you put they, they say if you put a uh, hundred men and one woman on an island and you come back in a hundred years there'll be a hundred and one skeletons on that island, right? Maybe yeah. hundred and five. But if you put hundred women on an island and one man on that island, you'll come back and there can be a thriving culture in a hundred years. Correct. Right. So women are the bottleneck biologically speaking for us to continue to have a high population, right? That we need for a global civilization and that we're not even close to tapping the resources the way we're using and extracting them. Yes, we need to refine that, of course. I actually am an environmentalist even though I reject the CO2 narrative. I'm kind of a ducks unlimited kind of environmentalist, right? We wanna have wetlands so we can have duck hunting, right? Or whatever, that kind of thing, right? But also honoring nature, being a a steward of of the garden kind of thing. So if you can control women's minds, uh, then you can you can shape culture because women also are the transmitters of culture. And so if you want to transmit culture, you want to go after women. And the real goal is the kids because kids can just be programmed. It's not completely tabula rasa, like the Romans said, but with advanced mind control techniques, TikTok and so forth, they're very ripe and very vulnerable. And so if you can get to the women, it doesn't matter what the men are doing. Yeah, you, you can't blame the
0: children if, they show, show, if, if they're born or raised into a false paradigm. Can't blame them.
1: Right. And, and men are much less susceptible to certain forms of manipulation, in particular appeal to pathos or emotion. And women are extremely susceptible to that that doesn't mean there, I'm sure there's women listening to this who are badass ladies who would never be bowled over by any propaganda whatsoever. Of course that exists. I'm talking about in vast generalities here. If you can trigger women with weaponized compassion, right? You can get women to do crazy things against their own self-interest. Like think, yeah, let's support Leah Thompson. You go girl. Never mind that you have a dick, right? You know, like you yeah. can you can convince them by weaponizing compassion, which is a natural tendency that's much more stronger, that nurturing vibe in women, you can use that to to trick people. And so women are more susceptible to certain forms of propaganda. And women kind of are the Democrats' stronghold because they use weaponized compassion all the time. And so Taylor Swift is a great way to try and bring in those middle of the road people who are slightly right of center watered down country they kind of think of themselves as kind of christiany and kind of cowboyy but really they're just a suburban mom who drinks a lot of chardonnay you know or whatever or a 15 year old girl in high school and like oh my god take you know and so they think they can swing the election with it I actually don't think so. You know, that James O'Keefe, and I tell you what, when I become president or friends of the president, I, I never want to be president. When I become friends with the president of the United States, I'm going to demand that he build a statue to James O'Keefe, like immediately day one. Like, that's, and maybe that, Statue of funny. Liberty size with uh, him with shitty glasses and a terrible blonde. Yeah, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Did you see that? Did you see that thing? where yeah, he got? It's, the it's incredible. But um, it. he, uh, Oh, gosh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, he exposed that uh, Michelle Obama is supposedly adamant against running. And she was my one slight fear. I think even at this point, even if they put Michelle Obama in there, even if they put Barack himself in there, there's no stopping Trump.
0: There's no stopping Uh, uh, Trump. Trump's Trump's got this uh, hand over fist easy. uh, I wanted to close out, show. Great to have you as always. Really stirring conversation. Talk to the audience Mm -hmm. about whatever you like.
1: Super Bowl prediction. uh, Go visit your website. Become educated through all your knowledge. Go ahead, Ian. Something we had wanted to talk about, and I just want to leave this, is in ancient times, generals knew that the single most important thing, that the number two most important thing was logistics. Bringing your food and your weaponry and uh, healers and everything to support the soldiers, right? And to be able to move movement. But the number one most important thing, more important than what weapons you had, more important than your logistics, more important than the age and experience of your warriors, morale. If you look at the Battle of Thermopylae and the Spartans fighting off the vast army of Xerxes the yep. Second with just three hundred men, right? Yeah, that three hundred movie kind of cheesy, but the Battle of Thermopylae one of the most inspiring. Stories in all of human history. And it's the only reason we have democracy today. If Xerxes had gone and hadn't been stopped there at the Pass of Thermopylae in order for the Athenians and the other Greek city states to rally, that would have been the end of democracy. There would be no reason. It would have just been more slavery, right? That was a Molokian force, if you've ever seen it, the army of Xerxes II. Again, the Battle of St. Crispin's Day, the English and Henry IV, or Henry V, maybe, fought Henry V fought off a vastly superior French force at the Battle of Agincourt. And in both cases, they held the morale. Yes, the Spartans eventually got, because of that shepherd, they got broken and defeated by just overwhelming forces. But they held them off against all odds, which they shouldn't. There's no way those guys looking down on the field of those endless Xerxes, Second Legion, think that they're just going to kill them all and win. But they fought and fought and fought and they wouldn't break because of morale. Same thing with the Battle of St. Crispin's Day, where they were the ultimately victorious, and it was a turning point in history. And it's we morale.
0: we need to get unified morale and and push away the controlled opposition, push away the infiltrators. Don't yes. fall for the for the, the COINTEL point 2.0 PSYOP, right? Yeah, and the black pilling. That's what I was saying. And the say. black pilling. Recognize One a black of the- pill from a blue pill, from a green pill, from a red pill.
1: Yeah, blackpilling is when you believe, oh, the globalists are totally in lockstep. Oh, the globalists are all powerful. Oh, the globalists are 30 steps ahead of us. We can never defeat them. And when you say these things to people because you've recently woken up and you're horrified at what you're up against, and that's a reasonable response, you are aiding and carrying water for the enemy. You're you're handing out leaflets saying, we can't defeat the enemy during wartime. You need to be... Find that steel within yourself and spread it outward. Inspire your fellow patriots. If you're a patriot, if you're a disaffected lefty, inspire anyone who's resisting these globalists. And know that you can win. It's the Stockdale Paradox. From Admiral, comply. Go ahead. Do not comply,
0: Ian. I got to go. We're out of time. Have a great weekend. I'll bring it back in March because you and I have a lot more to cover. That is for sure. Everyone have a great weekend too. See you next time. Thanks, Ian. Have a great evening.
1: Take care. Have a good one, James. All right. You too. Bye.